this is Laren Baker, and welcome back to the Kitchen Confidant Podcast. Today, we're chatting with Linda Skeens. In the summer of 2022, Linda won dozens of ribbons at the Virginia Kentucky District Fair. From a clean sweep of first, second, and third place for best cookies to awards for best cake, best pie, best brownies, best overall baked good, and more, she was a force to contend with. It didn't stop there. She also won in multiple savory categories, including canned tomatoes, pickled peppers, spaghetti sauce, and another clean sweep of all three embroidery categories. Linda recently published a collection of prize-winning recipes and family stories in Blue Ribbon Kitchen, Recipes and Tips from America's Favorite County Fair Champion. I am so excited to welcome Linda to the podcast. Hello. Hey, it's nice to meet you and be here today. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. I always start by asking, what's the first thing that you ever cooked and about how old were you? Well, I got married when I was 16. And we snacked a lot at first because I wasn't a good cook. I guess the first thing I started cooking was like, I learned to make homemade soup and I learned to make bread because I couldn't make cornbread and just stuff like that. Could you tell us a little bit more about your childhood and and life in Appalachia? Well, uh, my dad was a coal miner and there were seven kids in my family and my mom and dad raised all of us and mom was one of they always had a garden and she always canned a lot of stuff too. So a lot of that I picked up from her, some of it. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned in your book that she canned over uh, 200 to 300 cans a year. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, people had to can it back then to feed your family because there were stores. You couldn't just run to the store over five, like five minutes away. So most of the stuff you put up, you fed your family with for the winter. It's a very practical thing to do. Let's start by talking about 2022. That was the year that you received a lot of notice with your multiple prize-winning recipes. Um, But this wasn't your first county fair. So when did you enter your first contest? And what encouraged you or who encouraged you to enter? Uh, Probably it's 84, my son. He was entering a model car in competition and I had embroidered some pillowcases and he encouraged me to enter them. And I didn't think I'd win anything, but I did. So I got hooked on it and I've been doing it ever since. Oh, wow. So it started out a little bit as a family affair, it sounds like. Sort of, yeah. (laughs) Did you grow up going to county fairs? We got to go some, but not a whole lot, no. Mm -hmm. But now after I got married, I took, you know, my kids, we love going. So I have to ask you, because after you won so much, what was it like to go viral? I didn't know what to think about it because I don't do Facebook or computers or cell phones or any of that stuff. And usually they would just put an ad in the paper of the winners and where they put it on Facebook, everybody in the country knew about it and it just went crazy. So I didn't know what to think about it though, really. I still (laughs) don't. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it's a lot. Did you know that it was, the word was spreading? Yeah. Kathy found out my daughter uh, and my granddaughter, told me about all the people being on the Facebook, you know, about them. And I didn't know when she told me that many people were on there looking at it. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) It must've been pretty shocking. It was. Um, Yes. So with fame, many opportunities came your way, like appearances on the today show. So 
Tell us a little bit about that. And then also how this cookbook came about. Well, we had a really good time on the Today Show. They were real nice to me and uh, I enjoyed it. And I was a little bit nervous because I'd never been on a plane. And they're pretty famous people, but they made me feel at home and I enjoyed it. And everywhere I went, people's been really nice to me, all the stuff. And my cookbook's out now. I'm doing a book signing tomorrow mm. in St. Paul. And uh, I'm excited about it. I love it. It's really, a, it's a good cookbook. So it sounds like the publishers approached you. What what did you think when they first suggested writing a cookbook? Well, I didn't really know what to, I'd always wanted to do one, but I didn't think I'd ever get an opportunity. And they asked me if I wanted to do one and they started working with me. And next thing you know, it was getting published. How exciting. What was the book writing process like for you? Well, it was like, First of all, we had to agree to do the cookbook mm -hmm. and then I had to pick out like a hundred of my favorite recipes and I had to write them all, you know, have them all down so that they could take them and go over them. And uh, then they started, you know, doing the cook, cooking the recipes and taking pictures and they got my approval on all of them before it. And then they wanted personalized stuff like poems I'd written and my story, my life story just a lot of stuff, but it's, it's, it's been great. And I absolutely love it. It's something I always want to do. Yeah. So you mentioned the poems, which is one of my favorite things, because in addition to everything else that you do, you write poetry. So was it their idea to include the poems? Was it your idea? Uh, well, I had the poems written and I'd written one for my son, you know, we lost him nine years ago and mm -hmm. one, I let them read it and they asked me if I had any more and I told them yes. And they read it and they liked them and they wanted to include them. And I told them that was fine with me. And a lot of my recipes have tributes to certain people that meant something to me in my life that they liked the stuff that I fixed. I put little notations of their names and stuff in there. And so it's kind of personal, but I really like the way they did it. I think it turned out really good. I love the way they did it. It's, it's a really, touching book i'll show you my copy it's got a lot of um i don't know if you can see it a lot of let me see, <laughs> yeah, I see i've got a lot of little stickies there a lot of recipes that i want to tackle but also you know part of your story and the poems which i do find very very touching um okay so let's back up you first mentioned that when you were first married and these were your words you were terrible at cooking <laughs> So I think this gives a lot of people hope. What is your secret to go from terrible to award-winning? Well, you know, uh, my mom was a great cook and my mother-in-law too, but my, I never was interested in cooking much. And uh, But after I got married and you have kids, you learn to cook and you want to fix good foods for them to enjoy. So I would pick up recipes here or I'd invent my own, but I learned to cook and I just practiced till I got good at it. So... <laughs> Practice makes perfect. I think that's just a good lesson for anything in life. <laughs> and you can do anything you want to if you try. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. You and your family have had moments of hardship over the years, and it sounds like cooking and creating have become a source of comfort for you. And I love mm -hmm. that you've been able to share this with all of us. So what has this creativity meant for you personally? What has doing the cookbook meant to me personally? Or just being a creative person in general. Well, 
I don't know. I've always loved to make things, paint things and make quilts and just do crafts. I've got crafts to enter in an affair this Sunday coming up. Oh, wow. And I've got canned stuff and I've been baking. I made a four layer of molasses cake before I came down here today to put in the fair. So you've been busy. I've been busy, yeah. And me and Kathy did a look in Johnson City, Tennessee. We were on the local TV show last night and I did two of my cooking recipes on there for them. That's I've been on their show three times and they're real nice up there too. So you're such a busy woman. Okay, take me through what it's like to prepare for a fair since you've got one coming up. How far in advance are you baking? And how, how do you keep things fresh for the judges? Well, in the wintertime, I work on my crafts, you know, when it's cold and you can't get out. And then I can during the summer and spring. And then I sit down and decide which recipes I want to make to cook for it. And I just go do it. <laughs> just like that. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> So if you're making your cakes, is you know you're you're making it a couple of days in advance, and it's yes, but yeah. I can get in the refrigerator. Actually, the molasses cakes are better two or three days ahead of time. They taste better. That's true. They almost kind of age yeah. like a fine like a fine wine. <laughs> yes, very very true. So in your book, I love also that one of the features, in addition to your poems, is that you share a lot of your blue ribbon tips. Can you maybe share one of them with us? Well, the main thing I find, you know, I had a lady ask me in an interview, she said, how many trial runs do you make on your fudge pot for the fair? I said, mm -hmm. none. I make it. And if it turns out good, I enter it and I, I win. I do. And if I don't, I don't. But I don't waste food because it costs too much. Mm -hmm. So I just make one run of it and whatever. If it turns out good, I send it, I put it in there. Wow, that's so interesting. So you're not necessarily practicing the recipes no, in advance. No, I don't practice now during this. Like the, I'll practice new recipes on the family and see if they like them before mm -hmm. the fair. But right. I don't make no trial runs. Whatever I cook, it goes in there, and if it wins, it doesn't. If it don't, it don't. Wow. <laughs> so you're very intentional in that way, which I love, mm -hmm. and frugal in that way too, which is great. Yes. But the fact that you know that one summer that was like a huge sweep was that your largest win of all the times that you've entered or is it always are you always winning well that's the most best in shows i've ever got but i've mm -hmm. always won some i had when we went to alabama to meet the cookbook people and watch them doing my cooking they had me bring my box of ribbons and i had almost 1500 from over the years oh my so, gosh yeah i always win several at each fair and, uh, but I'd never won that many best in shows at one time. I'd get maybe one or two or three, but that was quite a few. I'm curious what the competition thinks when they see that you're entering. Do they even bother? <laughs> I don't know. I, I have no idea. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but you know, it's like I told that guy on the news station, he said, uh, I said, I've been doing it 30 years and I love doing it. I'm not going to quit now. So, you know, I love, I enjoy doing it. And I wish everybody the best of luck. The best thing to do is just try. And, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you don't, but just have fun doing it is what I say. Yeah. So does the competition ever ask you any tips or tricks or, or are they, you know, everyone keeps themselves? No, we, I mean, and a lot, of, you'd be surprised, but a lot of the people are my, we're friends. We've been friends for years. And one lady told me last year down Russell County Fair, she said, if I beat you, I can say I've done something good. So we're, we've been best friends for years and we go about it with whoever does the best will get the ribbon. 
and that's the way it works. <laughs> oh, I love that. So some people say jack of all trades, master of none, but in your case, you're a Jane of all trades and a master of all. So of all the things that you cook and bake, what do you enjoy doing the most? I really like baking the most. I like cooking too, but I love baking a good dessert. Like I made one this morning that I'm going to put in a fair. I've never made it before. It's called, it's almost a candy bar and it's like six layers. You use mm -hmm. three kinds of chips in it. Use pretzels, use marshmallows, and I think it's going to be good. Oh, that sounds so good. And then do you just chill it and then slice it chill through? It and it in bars. Mm -hmm. Ooh, now I'm, yep. now I'm craving that. <laughs> um, we also have to talk about canning because you write, these are your words to you, it's important to teach younger generations how to can because it's a dying art. And I think there are so many arts that we need to preserve. Pun intended. <laughs> um, and again, like your mother was prolific when it came to canning every year. Why is canning so important? Well, it's just, I think, you know, people need, if you can grow your own food and preserve it like that, it's healthier for one thing, because you know what's going in that jar of food. Mm -hmm. It's not got a lot of chemicals, a lot of preservatives. If I can green beans, it's green beans and water, unless I want to add salt. So you know what's in it. And I think it's important to learn to do that. And and it's just fun. And it's I get an enjoyment out of seeing like strawberry jam when I make it. I love it's good and I love making it. Just gives me pleasure doing it. So I think a lot of people need to learn to do it. But I do believe if younger people don't take it up with my age generation, I'm 75. I'm thinking it's just going to be gone if they don't. Mm -hmm. So if someone is a beginner and they've never canned before in their life, what do you think they should try this summer? Well, my advice to start out, I started out just making like blackberry and strawberry jam because if you buy the boxes of Sure Gel in the store, it has your complete recipe on there. You can't fail if you go by. Mm. And also, you can also buy ball canning books at like Royal King or Walmart. They are excellent. They tell you how to can anything from like A to Z and how to do it right. So... Yeah, a simple berry jam is a great way to start. But I would start, I started off just making jams, really. And and they're easy. If you go by the recipe that comes in the sure gel, you can't go wrong. And they usually always turn out. And then gradually just do something different if you want to, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, I was already eyeing your blackberry jam, um, which the blackberries are always so good at this time of year. So I can't wait to try that. Mm -hmm. Your book is such a touching tribute to the people in your life and Appalachian living. How has life changed there? Well, most of my friends uh, and family, they're just, they're very supportive of me. And they like, a lot of people have told me that bought the book, that they love the stories and stuff as much, and pictures as much as the recipes. They really did. I've had at least a dozen people tell me that. In uh I, there's a lady in uh, North, I mean, South Carolina. She had written me a letter, said she read my story in Guidepost and said it inspired her and touched her. And she's 90 years old and she loves to quilt and can like me. And we had, we just, we've been writing to each other through the mail, not email, through a regular letter. Mm. And we've become good friends. So, oh, I love that. Stuff just comes out of it. I've met so many nice people that will come up to me in the store and they say, 
I tried your lasagna or I tried your taco soup and it was so good and it's easy and simple and it makes me feel good that people are actually enjoying it. Yeah, I think what I've noticed about your book is that obviously you have these wonderful stories, but I love that it's also a collection of the people you've gathered into your life along the way and the food that they've shared with you. So I mm -hmm. love that there's a history there that you share with all of us. Mm -hmm. What dish do you think best represents in your book, Appalachia? Mm, that would be a hard one. I, well, I know about everybody that I know of makes cornbread and biscuits. So those two things are a standard. I mean, you grew up with that, you know, but cakes and pies were also a big thing too. So I, I'm not sure really, just probably the, if you had to pinpoint one down, I would say the cornbread and the biscuits because everybody, that's something that everybody had. Yeah. And you have so many ways to top your biscuits. What's the best way to serve them? Strawberry jam and butter. <laughs> which you've canned yourself. <laughs> and I'll tell you some other way my strawberry jam's good that you know, it don't include a biscuit. Get you some vanilla ice cream and put it on top of it. And it's good. Oh, really good. Yes. Sounds great. Mm -hmm. Well, Linda, I really, really am excited to try all your recipes. I have so many bookmarked. I don't know where to begin, to be honest with you. <laughs> and every time I open it, I see something that reminds me of somebody or someone in my life. Um, it reminds me of the time that I spent in the Midwest. Right now, I literally just opened it and I, I just opened to your pimento cheese spread, which reminds me of my mother. She That was something that she loved to make during the holidays. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, so maybe I'll try that. Um, but you have to tell me about Frank's favorite. Frank is very special in your life. <laughs> well, his very favorite, if desserts, is the coconut cake or the banana pudding. He, either one of those, he would say, was his, he likes it. He's, as he told somebody one time, I like them all. But now he loves the banana pudding and the coconut cake. That's two of his favorites. Oh, wonderful. Well, before I let you go, because I know you've got so many things to prepare before your next fair, I have some closing questions, if you don't mind. What's okay. something that you make when you're too tired to cook and you need an emergency go-to dinner? Well, to be honest with you, where there's just two of us now, unless the family's coming over, sometimes I'll just have like soup and a grilled cheese sandwich, something like that, or make a big salad and we'll eat that. It just depends, but I usually cook every day something, you know. And sometimes in the winter, I'll make like chili beans. We love chili beans and they're easy to make or soup, you know, something like that. Yeah. Soup is my go-to. I could have soup every day, even in mm -hmm. the hottest of weather and be perfectly happy. Uh, what's the one recipe that you treasure the most? Probably the cabbage rolls because my son, that was his favorite. Oh, I have that bookmark too. <laughs> yeah. He loved the cabbage rolls. Yes, he did. And yeah. buttermilk cornbread, that was two of his favorite things to eat. And he would always come to the house and he'd say, have you got some cornbread for a glass of buttermilk cornbread? So, yeah. And are you a messy cook or a neat cook? And, you know, any all of my recipes, one thing I like about it, I try to make them simple. When I first started cooking, I would watch cooking shows on TV and they would have real expensive things you'd have to go buy that you couldn't even find in the store and wouldn't know how to use them if I had them. So I just, I like something just easy, but it's good when you get done with it. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't have to be complicated. Actually, 
maybe most of the time, it doesn't have to be complicated. Simple is always best and you get to really taste the food that way. What's a good kitchen tip that you can share with everyone? My biggest thing when you're cooking or baking either one is if you've got a lot of chopping or something to do it ahead before you do. Because some candies, like when you're making them and you have to have something toasted or chopped or whatever, if you wait till you get done cooking it, that candy will thicken real quick. So you need to have everything prepared when you start making it. Mm. I found that helps a lot. Very, very true. So... Every week I try to share with my readers five little things, something that made me smile that week. Is there anything that made you smile this week? My grandbabies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got one that's three months old and he just literally laughs out loud at me. So yeah. And me and Kathy had a good time on the TV show yesterday evening with the people that were on there. They were eating my orange fruit salad and my no bake cornflake things. And they were just, like tell me how we just had a great time yesterday too so a lot of things make me smile oh i love it i love that you get to share it with your daughter that's going to be such a special thing for her too and it is we help each other <laughs> yeah does she enter any competitions too Nah, she's never been that way <laughs> <laughs> no well hopefully um, it'll pass on to somebody i mean with your with your cookbook we can all try it on our own can't we <laughs> Yes. And now Kathy's a good cook. And so is my youngest daughter. And my daughter-in-law's a pretty good cook too. But yeah, the, as far as the crafts and stuff, I'm the only one that really like, I've got a little seven-year-old granddaughter that likes to cra make crafts. Now I work, do a lot of stuff with her, but the older ones are not too interested in it. <laughs> oh, well, maybe they'll change their mind one day. You never know. <laughs> well, Linda, thank you so much for spending some of your day with me. Where can people find you and your book? You can go lindaskeensblueribbonkitchen.com and they can order the book now. And I'll be out at, well, down in here, we're doing book sellings, but they can order it from there. Are you going to be doing a book tour to promote? Uh, yeah, I'll be probably be doing some. I'm not sure where I'll, uh, I've got four scheduled right down here. I'm going to the county fair next Thursday and Friday to do book signings. And then I'm going to a pharmacy school in Grundy to do some book signings. So they're going to have me going several places, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, well, you're a busy lady. So thank you again for taking time to spend with me. And I really, really appreciate it. Well, thank you for inviting me to come and for taking the time to talk to me. And I appreciate it. Who's ready to go to the fair? Linda has reminded me that food doesn't have to be complicated to be blue ribbon worthy. And I wish you could see how many recipes I have bookmarked to try. Thank you again to Linda for joining us and to you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate it and share it with a friend. And I can't wait to see you again in the next episode. Until then, happy cooking. Happy cooking.